This episode of The Vergecast is brought to you by Desperate and Constant Fear. Those are books. Those are not emotions. Those are books by a man named Daniel Palmer. Desperate is one book. Constant Fear is another book. Are you looking for a fantastic Father's Day read? Look no further than two new action-packed thrillers out now by acclaimed author Daniel Palmer. Available in hardcover, Constant Fear has been described as diehard on a prep school campus. It's a story filled with breakneck suspense as a father battles the odds to save his kidnapped son. Paperback readers can look for Desperate, which follows a man who must make an unthinkable choice to save his marriage. Constant Fear and Desperate are on sale wherever books are sold and at kensingtonbooks.com. That is the best ad we've ever had. This is the Vergecast. <laughs> Hello. Seriously, though, that that was a great ad. Yeah, that's oh, good. Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, I, I at first I did think it, the book was just one book called "Desperate and Constant Fear," which is a perfect name for a book, actually. <laughs> or just my general situation. Actually, what, what if he, What if he decides to make it a trilogy, and that's what he calls the third book: Ooh. "Desperate, Constant Fear," and, and then, then "Desperate, Desperate and, and Constant, Constant Fear." Fear. I mean, <laughs> well, Ori breaks up all of it, and it's four books, and one of them is called "And." Oh, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> the last one is just called Fear. <laughs> uh, that's good. Hello. Welcome to the Vergecast. Today is June 4th, 2015. Feels comfortable to say the actual day that we're recording uh, instead of the week, but I'm trying it out. My beer has made a little hat for itself. <laughs> no one can see this, but the very strange situation with my beer, just launching, launching foam into space right now. Yeah. Yep. That mm-hmm. was uh, excellent audio programming that I just did. Uh-huh. Um, just imagine a beer with a hat on it, and that's what's happening. Tiny little hat. Uh, the person that is continuing to talk before being introduced is Dearbone. Hi, Sorry. Dear. Hi. And then to my left is Addie Robertson. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> okay. Your beer, no hat. I'm scared you're going to knock it off the table, so I'm holding it. Oh. Well, I can't even get over there. He does just gesticulate well, yeah, wildly. Can, that's how levers work. His Twitter handle is reckless. I see. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that person, okay. for better or worse. Hi. Hello. In the hype seat. Hi. Sam Sheffer. Hi. How's it going, man? I'm good. How was last week? You were on the show last week. I was. It was good. We we IO'd the hell out of the Vergecast. Yeah. Yeah. But there's still more IO to talk about because we it was on Thursday, so there it was only day one of IO. So Dieter saw all this ATAP stuff. And not to like jump into the Vergecast, but we should jump into things. Well, actually, well, let me talk about why I wasn't here last week. Really oh, yeah. briefly. This oh, is yeah. like some meta Verge stuff going oh, on. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes, yes. So last week, um, I uh, I personally bought Recode. <laughs> with uh, the change in your pocket it was amazing no it was it was actually it wasn't it was it was way more than change in my pocket it was a, a gigantic novelty check that i presented to walt mossberg god that would have been amazing um no our company i didn't do it our company vox media bought recode which is um a website that most people listening to the broadcast i imagine would know um it's kara swisher and walt mossberg used to run all things d with the wall street journal then they left uh, about a year and a half ago started recode with their conference called the Code Conference. Um, and there was a deeply hilarious moment last week where the CEO of our company stepped on stage at the Code Conference and said, I know this is very exclusive and I couldn't get a ticket, so I told Kara I was going to buy the whole thing. And then I did. And then like a room <laughs> full of people like applauded. It was it was one of those moments, Jim Bangoff, where I was like, said him later, I was like, how many times did you like, <laughs> on the plane on the way here, did you just, did you walk yourself through that one? Some major flex on yeah, his Yeah, it was part. good. It was good. Yeah. Tiny, tiny foam beer hat update. It's drooping. Oh no! <laughs> like- I don't want to tell you what it looks like right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, that was a moment on the verge cast that we'll remember forever. <laughs> um, no, so we we, uh, we bought Recode, which is great. Yes. Um, Recode obviously consists of a website that covers tech news, which we do at The Verge. Um, so that's interesting. I'm assuming you guys might have some questions about that. So here's a simple answer. Um, Recode right now is a very like business-focused site. right? They cover Kara Swisher's, I think, one of the most uh, important journalists in all of tech. Um, certainly one of the most influential and one of the best sourced. But she does a lot of business news. She covers yes. executives leaving Yahoo. She covers Yahoo, which we barely do. Mm-hmm. Um, she covers executives leaving AOL. She covers AOL, which we barely do. Um, but she's and she's deep in Silicon Valley investors, yeah. VCs. That's well connected. Um, Peter Kafka, who I think is one of the best media reporters in the game, covers the business of media. Covers advertising. We are bad at covering advertising. Um, so Recode is going to stay Recode. They're going to do their business thing. They're going to run the code. Conference. There's your answer, listeners. Uh, yep. So they're going to stay right where they are. Yep. Um, they're going to be obviously we're going to work together. Uh, if you've noticed at Vox Media, we're very good at our verticals working together. We work with theater, we work with Rack, we work with SB Nation, we're going to work with Recode. Um, but then Walt and the reviewers who review consumer tech, they're going to roll over, uh, and Walt is going to work for both Recode and The Verge. But the reviewers are going to join The Verge, and we're going to build out our review program, which is going to be really cool. So what you're saying is that Walt's going to be on The Verge cast? Uh, we're going to yeah. actually... That seems like a real Walt and Kara both want to be on The Verge cast, yep. yes. which is going to be amazing. Yes. Um, uh, but... But the really important fun thing is that Walt and I are going to do a podcast, a uh, Walt show. Um, <laughs> he the, That veers up and down in terms of how much he wants to do it. Uh, I can tell you that it was really high until Casey Newton suggested to him that it be called Podberg. Um, <laughs> then the meter went down. And so yeah. now we're building back up. But uh, so that is something we're thinking about. The deal is, you know, it's, it's still, it was announced. We got to finish it. Um, nothing's going to happen for a long time, right? There's two staffs. So we got to, everybody's got to meet each other. That hasn't happened. We have 50 people. They have 44. It's like a lot of introductions that need to happen. A lot of thinking about how we're going to work together. But it is very exciting. And I can tell you, uh, kind of like baseline, I've known Walton Kara for a long time. Mm-hmm. We've known a bunch of people who work over there for a long time. Yeah. Um, Ina Fried, who covers mobile there, is like, I've seen her at every event for like. She's been beating years. me at scoops for literally 10 years. Um, so there's a lot of just mutual sort of affection and respect. And I think it's going to be really fun working with those guys. But for the most part, Recode is going to do business stuff and we're going to do fun consumer lifestyle stuff. Uh, and there's a ton of overlap there. Those aren't hard lines, right? We are going to work together. Um, but I think it's going to be fun. And then Podberg coming to. It's never going to no. never going to do <laughs> Podberg. Call it that. Like literally, I think the deal is off if I say Podberg one more time. <laughs> uh, but that's the story. And if you have any questions, you can tweet at me. You can tweet at Walt. You can tweet at Kara. Like we're 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 excited to work together, and uh, I think it's going to be fun. So that is the Verge news. Um, but we should get into like real news. Yeah, you want to talk about? We should talk about title. We should just do that. You I know, think. Want to that... do title and then IO and then WWDC? I think I like that, that order. That, that order. Yeah. All Feels right. good. Hype check recode deep in my heart. <laughs> uh, now that they're under the <laughs> Vox Media umbrella, now that they're no longer a competitor, <laughs> right? I mean, they're you know eight, eight and a half. We're gonna we're gonna take them to thirteen. That's right. Whatever scale you're Let's on, burn it all down. <laughs> we're about to do that. That's yeah, be fun. And I think I think Walt on the verge is gonna be. That's gonna be a, a situation. Hi- hype check that. It'll be Walt Tastic. Oh. That's bad. Don't say that again. <laughs> That's even worse than Podberg. No. <laughs> All right, let's talk about let's talk about title. So T I D A L. Title. Jay Z's uh, music service. Music streaming service. Music streaming. Well, no, it's and like a music. Music and everything. Like music everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a music three sixty service. So Addy, tell me, 
Before, I don't know if you read Micah's piece. I'm assuming you did. Yeah. You're like, I mean, at least scrolled through it really yes. fast. <laughs> what did you, what, what were your thoughts on title before we published this big thing? Because Micah published a huge profile of title yesterday. He's been at it for weeks. So Micah, if you don't know, lives in Nashville. Um, Hotbed of music action. I mean, Knoxville. it is. I yeah, said action. it's Knoxville, not Nashville. Oh, Knoxville. Yeah. Even more so then. Yeah. Um, but he's been flying up and down to New York constantly. If you've seen him on the show recently, it's because he's been reporting out this stuff. So Rock Nation's offices are like just down the street from us here in, in New York. So he's just been going over there and like reporting and meeting people. And he published this huge profile yesterday. But I think his one of his big points was everyone thinks this is already a failure and it's only six weeks old. So I'm curious. Before you read it, what do you think? I mean, it's kind of weird that it's a tiny service that already seems like the big like overdog. Like they have no they're they've just launched and they just seem like these big artists who are trying to destroy everyone else. Um, but also it's totally irrelevant to me because I'm the opposite of an audiophile. Right. I use like eight dollar earbuds. I don't think I could actually even like there is no benefit in title for me. I haven't gone (laughs) to a concert for years. Really? Mm -hmm. But do you listen to music? What 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 apps do you use? I use Spotify. I basically use exclusively Spotify because before that I only pirated music. All right. This is actually like a step up. Yeah. I mean, that is like Spotify's major argument, right? Is if people who only pirated music will just pay us a little bit of money, we'll make you a little bit of money. Well, I think that's the argument for the free tier, right? Well, no, no I, mean, I mean, I actually pay for it so that I can huh. listen to stuff offline because I only listen to things on the subway. Right. But no, it's actually streaming services have been kind of amazing at getting me off piracy. It's weird. Yeah. No, in, in, in markets in Europe where like piracy has completely destroyed the music industry, Spotify is like, but we make a little bit of money. Yeah. Right. Like that's wild. Um, so that's interesting. So that's Spotify and Spotify has turned into, you know, Jay-Z like had this concert and it's quoted in Micah's piece where um, he's like, Apple, you like, you buy nine iPhones and Steve Jobs is rich and Spotify is 9 billion, but they don't say shit. And it's like, yeah, but they, the more money they make, the more money they lose. Like they haven't right. proven this model at all. Right. I know. What did you think of title beforehand? So uh, what I thought of title beforehand is basically completely formed, not from using the service, mm-hmm. uh, but from their little introduction video oh God. where they had a whole bunch of incredibly rich, incredibly famous musicians in this like fake like conference room. That where they were like talking about how important it was that they were these they were going to save the music industry, and it was like oh so title is about like a dozen superstars and nothing else mm-hmm. and that like no like there was a line where Madonna says this is about art not tech art and it's like oh man you and I could not have more different worldviews <laughs> I mean weirdly this kind of seems like that point where artists started giving stuff away for free right and then. Obviously, it was these big names that everyone would pay for, like right. Amanda Palmer's Kickstarter. Yeah, well, it's exactly like it's it's really hard for me to have a ton of sympathy for people that are like ridiculously already wealthy uh, asking me to like stick it to, I don't know, Spotify, like in a, in a fight. If, if they're trying to get me to like them because they're the underdogs, like Jay-Z and Madonna are not underdogs relative to Spotify in my mind. Right. I, I mean, right. the thing is, I don't actually know enough about the music industry to understand if, if they get unknown artists on this platform, if they actually have a leg up over something like Spotify. Right. So their whole, <laughs> there's so many threads here and there's so much. So I don't know. Well, I want to keep going on the line. Sam, what did you think of title before we did this thing? I think there's a lot of, um, general negativity against it. Uh, 
because a lot of people don't know what it is yet. And people in our industry are like, oh, it's a failure. And, it's, and I just, I think, how can you peg it as a failure when it hasn't had time to like breathe yet? Like companies don't just, I mean, companies do ignite over, do ignite overnight, but Chris has a subscription. Scott has a subscription. Like, yes, we are a tech company. Chris where, like, Ziegler, Ziegler is yeah. a man. Scott Kellum is a developer at Fox. Right. Yeah. So that's what I'm yeah. saying. It's like the market that they're going for. Um, I By the way, I just I, described Chris Ziegler as a man. Well, a man. A man. <laughs> Chris Ziegler is one of our editors. What you meant at the, the end of that sentence is Chris Ziegler is a man who right. spends hundreds of dollars on USB digital audio converters. The other day, Chris Ziegler sent an email to our entire staff saying, have you seen this cable? It's very expensive. <laughs> and it was just like, it was literally a cable that went from, uh, what is a quarter inch headphone jack to two mini XLR cables, which is the weirdest cable in history. And I asked him what it was for. And he was like, it's for my $3,000 headphones. He's, yeah. he's an audio hype beast. He's but a maniac. I, I think, I, I think the, we need to give title a chance to, to survive. All right. So here's um, what I, so this is what I think. And I, I was reading Micah's piece and it's great and you should read it. And like Jay Z called Micah, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Micah like spent a bunch of time with other people. But their whole point is we basically that we they screwed up when they launched this thing, right? And instead of talking about what the service is or what it can do or what they wanted to do, they basically just had famous musicians being like, "We're changing the world," right? Yeah. And then they literally showed off a product that they had purchased that had already been on the market for years. Yeah. So right. I mean. To their credit, like, first of all, yes, they're right. They screwed up that launch really badly. But what I mean, that they, video is an incredible document in yeah. time. What they had on offer, when you look at, like, the, the array of streaming services that are available, <laughs> Spotify, RDO, Want, Want, um, <laughs> the, the Zombie of Groove Shark, Google mm-hmm. Play Music, and I guess, like, Beats Music, um, and then we have, so what we assume is coming with Apple Music, what they have basically isn't feature differentiated. Right in a major way, other than like we've got really high audio quality and right. but the, yeah, the they are music videos, right. yeah, yeah. But I mean, uh, well, and then Google Band, Play Bandcamp has, has like the the small artist cred also, right? The and like then, actually make money cred, right? But no, you're right. So their product, they didn't even redesign it. It still looks the same as Title did before, right? So they they're like we bought this, and because now we're associated with it, it's better, and that is like a. That's weird, right? That, that's, that's, a, that's a weird thing to, to think or say or to hype. And then when you look at the product, like they just launched new apps, and their apps are basically like web wrappers around the website. Right, right. Right? Like they're not, they're not really pushing out into like deep, crazy innovation. They're just doing stuff. And I think, and this is what I think is kind of like what everyone's point is, is we're at a place, and I, I think I've been talking about this show for weeks now, where the music industry is about to change. Apple's going to do its thing next week. Yep. Um, YouTube is obviously like this dominant force. Yep. And I think people were at a place where streaming and distributing the music is now a commodity. So the artists are saying, well, you're just doing what we could do. So we're just going to buy this thing and do it ourselves. Right. But all of us basically know that these things are not the same. And these tiny little differences like matter a lot. And the one sense I got from Micah... By the way, if you ever have the pleasure of editing Micah, Micah Singleton, just know it is a battle. He it will wreck fight. you. He's, he's a monster. Uh, but Micah and I like, talked a lot. We like, This is a long edit. And I was like, if we had more time, I would send you back and make you rewrite this, and the story would just be Jay-Z versus technology. Because huh. you can oh, wow. tell that he doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. What, there's, um, what's his line? He's like, guns on your tumblers. 
and he was like, there's, he makes some crack about Instagram and made in America. Um, and like all through this thing, he's like, we're not a hardware company. We don't sell advertising. We're about yeah. art. We're about music. And there's just this deep perception that I have in reading this and then like listening to his work and like his hearing him talk about technology that he is mad that all of these tech companies get rich off music without contributing to the music in any significant way. And I think that's why he like did his deal with Samsung. He's like, yeah, sure. Take my music yeah. and spit it out to all these phones. And then the deal went bad because no one, he didn't, it didn't occur to him that he had to make sure they did a good job. Right. Because it's, it's, it's a commodity. Right. And so like, if you told me Samsung is going to make an app that distributes a new album to every galaxy phone, the first thing I would say is, well, Samsung's really bad at software. Yeah. But make sure that they make sure they know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. But like, I don't, that is like, that is one level of understanding here that's gone. So when I think when our listeners or readers or audience hears Jay-Z is building a music service, the first thing I think is, well, it's probably going to be bad software and no one here cares about bad software. And I think that's where the perception that it's a failure from came from because they don't talk about why their software is better or why their service is better. It's just the music that they have. Right. It's a commodity. Well, so, but that's the thing is like, there's a, there's a promise whether implicit or explicit that there's going to be stuff on title that you can't get anywhere else oh there is right yeah with uh if you want to stream it and so is it the the, you say there is right now music is just yesterday right announced a new single to go right they had a bunch of news yesterday that we timed our feature to so they have new apps Mm -hmm. they're announcing they have a partnership with Ticketmaster. you can buy concert tickets from right maybe exclusive concert tickets or exclusive events tickets and then lil wayne's like dropped it he signed up for title and like dropped a, a, a new single on it so, but the the argument that music is a commodity means that like all of these music services get to compete on the quality of their technology, and that's not the case that they're making at all. If they can meet minimum viable product for the streaming service for the software, then the thing that sells you is that you can get Lil Wayne and Taylor Swift and Beyonce and whoever else. Well, not Beyonce, but you know. Well, no, so, uh, that's a really good formulation, right? Is music the commodity? Or is the software a commodity? Right. Well, that's exactly what video has done because the whole point of Amazon and Netflix and everything is that they've split up everything into these little, like, claves that you have to go and buy a bunch of services for right. it. Right. But, I mean, isn't that – that was true of, like, broadcast channels as well at one point. But, like – But music I, has been less that so far. In you a think lot so? Of, I feel yeah. like it has been, yeah. Like, Google Play – like, obviously there will be differences. But I feel like if I switched from Spotify to Google Play, I wouldn't be like, God, I'm missing all these things. Right. But if you switch from Netflix to Amazon, you would know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really because I think what's crazy to me, I think, and I use mostly use an Apple TV, is that I, the interface differences between the services are so minimal on an Apple TV because Apple abstracts them out to sort of the same right. app aesthetic that it's like I don't even perceive the differences between them really. I just know that like the back end of Showtime is noticeably jankier than the back end of <laughs> HBO. Like I, I like see it. I'm like, huh, this is garbage. Um, but it's just like that's all it, – it's like um, – you know, Apple has this WWC's next weekend. There's been tons of rumors about whether or not they're going to do a new Apple TV. And one of their things is they're saying to the providers, like, you're responsible for streaming the video. We're not going to do it for you. Right. Because that's a commodity now. You can just call up MLB Advanced Media like HBO did for HBO Now and say, do it for us. But I think the streaming services don't do that. I mean, and that's like it. That's what I mean by Jay-Z versus technology, right? It's like on one end you have – Jay-Z saying, my art is not a commodity. It can't be a commodity. You have to treat it better. And on the other hand, you have basically everyone else being like, but I can get music on all the services. Right. So build me a best service. Yep. I mean, that's where my head is at. But uh, my 
I we're, if we run into a world where like I need to pick the, my music the music that I want and then pick the the service after that, like I'm not looking forward to that world at all. I'd much rather pick the service with the best technology, which I've done with Google Play Music. Oh my god! <laughs> if I get any more emails about Google Play Music, <laughs> uh, it's weird. You know, we talk about we. T- I think we talked about music on the show nonstop, right? Like yes. yeah, for weeks. Yep. yep, I'm obsessed with it mm-hmm. because it's good. like it's just going through. It's a metamorphosis right now. It's it's just such a move. Mm-hmm. I really want to go back to CDs. You have a CD rack in my house. That's why. I don't know. You, what, that's exactly what, what Becky what, says. What's to me. in it? Do you CDs like just? Do you CD, have, have anything? Like, you like have, the ones alpha? that you're buying still? No, no. no. Are, they, are they in alphabetical order? No, they're just a mess. They're just a big messy CD rack. Do you have something that can play those discs that are compact? <laughs> I guess. They have an Xbox. I have a PS3. I, I mean, I have an Xbox One and a 360, so I can time, play. I can double opened, up my Xbox CD action. When was the last time you opened a, a CD case, a jewel case, and and played one? And does that does that happen anywhere and ever? I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> Hold on, guys. Sam, time. No, no, no. This, you, you you'll make fun of this in like four seconds. Um, I, I recently <laughs> moved, and Dude. I moved in with my younger brother, and one. he has a record player, and we play records in my apartment. We don't listen to. Like Spotify music with like right. a uh, auxiliary cable, yeah, we listen fine. to records. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah but records um, already ha- records are like their own thing. CDs are not a thing, right? Okay, yeah. records like this big like records are cool. Yeah, CDs like I are, wish I had records also last longer. I feel like yeah, no. CDs were really scratchable. Scratch. Yes. yes, yes. Also, okay. I mean the the plastic and CDs were were not designed to yeah. last. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. also cracked. Which is garbage. why the Library of Congress has like a horrible time with games really? and any yeah. yeah. Huh. There's, there's a company a few years ago that promised to make a CD or a DVD that could last, I think it was 100 years, and that was like a huge innovation. No, like they did it, but nobody cared. Um, and like Facebook is really proud that it, it's got CDs or DVDs that can last like 50 years. And it's like, right. you guys, paper is fine. It lasts longer. <laughs> yeah, you have really to feed mad. punch cards in. Punch right? cards will be safe. Punch cards. We should switch everything to punch cards. Speaking of punch cards. What? Are what? You doing? Google I.O. No. Uh, not yet. No. I tried. No, it's just like the record thing is interesting. I wish I had room for record. I used to, when I was in Chicago, I had a record player and like all the records. Um, I just miss, like, I think there's something really valuable to like having yours. Like, these are mine and I'm yes. going like, to pick them. I agree. And like, streaming has just completely taken that away. Yeah. That's so weird. I haven't thought, I maybe music piracy did this, that like everything was transient. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. I haven't thought about the idea of really owning anything since for like 10 years. What do you own? That's a really hard question. No, I don't. I literally, I left all my CDs behind when I went to college. Mm -hmm. I don't, I think I lost a bunch of stuff on a hard drive. I don't own a single disc. I don't have anything that can play a disc, actually. Do you have any books? Um, I have books. I mostly bought them at, like, the Ithaca book sale, which was, everything was really cheap. I occasionally buy them. I buy reference books sometimes. Do you buy buy video games? No, I don't. I mean, not physical ones. I've I've bought, like, one disc ever, and it was Daikatana, and it was a dollar. I (laughs) I own a million games on Steam and GOG and everything, Mm -hmm. but I download them off that service, and I'm switching computers constantly. Yeah. So, like, I I don't know. I don't have this sense that I own, like, I own things, but I own access to things. Right. Sam, what do you own? I own my body. Oh, my God. I mean, I bought my iPhone. I bought my iPhone. <laughs> no, 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 not outright. like that. Not like that. Not hardware. What, what content? Do you own? Content what content do you own? own? Don't say your body. I bought. Uh, <laughs> I bought. Uh, what the hell was that movie? The the Seth Rogen thing. 
So you get you get suckered into buying movies on Apple TV, is what you're saying? I don't own an Apple TV. Or I just, whatever. I just bought that. Thing. You bought the interview. I bought the what interview. What service you buy the interview on? Yeah, on YouTube. So, but that's, that's the thing is you you own the access to it. You all right? You, I know I don't own, own the content. So the question right, is, if you download, by the way, owning a movie on YouTube, owning a movie on YouTube maybe might be like the lowest form of ownership. You don't own CDs. You don't own DVDs. You can't even play them on stuff unless you get a Kodak. Half the time they're like copy protected. You haven't owned the stuff for a long time. Reach. Oh my god. We're gonna, right. we're gonna go walk what, what, what? angry by the way, you don't you can't you didn't see this in your car <laughs> in your head. But Addy just like dropped the mic and then took like an angry swig of beer. It was a perfect moment. What is what is owning something mean in twenty fifteen? Okay, no, so Addy has a point, right? You've yeah. never actually owned the music on the CD. You don't own the You don't own the you DVD own, that you were closer to owning tapes, you're pretty close to owning records. Yep. Uh, that's still no, not close. the same. I mean, they're, no, te- totally they're technologically close. mediated, but like, there's no way that someone can take away that access. To yeah, you. Them. Wait, there's no way that someone can take away the access to a CD. If you have a hardware CD player, they can't just like drop in. No, soft- software updates can. No, but like, if you have, if you have no, you're, the you're CD right. player that I had or Discman. Right, right, but like, but like Inspector until, Gadget until isn't going to show up and like until the patent, raid your disc man. Until the patent raid your on, on CD, whatever the CD codec is gone, whatever. <laughs> are you allowed? Is anybody allowed to build one in a hundred years? You know, you'll have, will you be able to buy one? Like in a hundred years, I somebody will know how to make a record player, but it, unless they're legally allowed. Wait, to make wait, a CD you guys are right. nuts. Okay, okay, that's, time out. That's okay. Like, only books and folk games. Actually, wow, we're, we're you don't about to get into a real format war. This is literally. I just want to point this out. This is literally a format war. That's what's happening. So so do you own... Wait, time out. You're completely wrong about records. Just 100% wrong about records. There were massive, massive record format wars. Yeah, and but then we waited them out and we're fine now. Yeah, but like those were all patented. They were all locked yeah. down, yeah. right? No, I'm with the you. difference between 33 and 45 RPM is right. literally a format war. And I will war. feel better about CDs once we're beyond that format war. The first zone. record players, like, ran, do you know the first anymore. record players exactly. ran at like 120 exactly. RPM? By the time, they're like, like super fast. You By the time the format war is no, over, a, that was their CDs, speed. Stop working. Sorry, Neil and I were having like a, a bro to bro moment. Man, welcome, quick. welcome to crosstalk. So, is ownership just a question of technological mediation? Then I think so. No, but. If you can. Do you own your? Do you own the clothes? You I buy, think. Right? I think like, that if you have a physical object in your home, yes. you are much closer to owning it. Like you are far less technologically mediated if you have a CD than if you have. If you have, if you have a, you a, a, a bit that's flipped on a YouTube s- server somewhere that says you can watch the internet. What's the difference? I think Richard Stallman with an AUG file on his completely oh open God. source free software computer <laughs> is closer to owning it than you having a CD Look, in your true house. True ownership is coding your own operating system. <laughs> Look, what, what about those like AR fiduciaries or something? Like the physical? Would well, you own like an amiibo? Like, do you own the content on that amiibo? Like, is it more real than? I don't think, but you never own the content. Like that—that that, that is, a, that's like the well, the, the root is issue like a, a here, right? Video like, game, do you own a video game more if somebody gives you like a trinket with it? Yes. Okay. Isn't isn't wow. the whole thing with like with pirating games? You're not supposed to download a game unless you own a copy yourself. Isn't that the, no? The that's not even rule? a rule. That's, yeah, that's like some shit people rule. made up on Reddit. And yeah, that this, was, is, like, this is like part like of the the series of things you can make yourself do to feel better. Yeah, about like piracy, if, you, which if, I do, you, right. if you were to go on yeah. like coolroms.com, it's like you may only download no. this game if you own it. And it it's but like, also illegal. Oh, cool. By the way, how often do you go to coolroms.com? I'm just you know. <laughs> when was the last time you went to coolroms.com at work? 
Let's be, let's be real. I, I, Sam's on it right now. I'm on it right he's now. Like, he's closing windows. Uh, no, that's all lies, right? Like, it's lies. Like, it's all copyright. So then what do you own? Seriously, what, what digital content do you actually own versus, like, again, I... I own the shirt. The shirt is mine. There, there's okay. No, I mean, you know, look, like we, we we'll do this and then we gotta we gotta we should move, move on. on. But, but like, yes. I want to understand. Let me, this. But here's the thing. Like, here's the thing for to think about. And I think this is the difference, right? If you buy a book, like a hard copy book, um, or a paperback, whichever one you prefer. <laughs> <laughs> I see right. you, did you have the book, right? You have you yes. have the whole thing. You have the whole copy in your yeah. hand. You have it and unless it has like an app with it. Unless <laughs> it has an app with it, or there's some sort of software lock, or, or an ARG. Inspector Gadget shows up to your house. It's and like, takes do you, your book do you own the Kindle book that you bought? No, right, like, right, right, but wait, wait, hold on, okay. hold on. So you have the whole copy, yeah. and it's yours. You can move it around. We have this whole legal system of rights and fair use and first sale. It's, I mean, we you, don't really, but okay. We format always, shifting, like, format shifting always, took a long time. Just, just, <laughs> we should always have Addy on the show. This is the most uh, amazing thing. No, but whatever. If you have the physical copy of the whole thing, if you have a CD, you have the whole copy. It's, yeah. You can do stuff. You have a record, you have a VHS tape, whatever the fuck. If you have and, – and we would agree that in that economy, without digital goods – to sell one more copy, you have to make one more copy. Yes. So if I have a book oh, and you okay. want to buy a book, you have to make one more book. I see where you're going. Yeah. Mm. Yes. But that's true. But yes, that is true. No, like if, true. if Sam and I both want books in a world of only physical goods, you probably have to manufacture one more book. Yes. Right. Or Sam has to pay me whatever price I say. But right. ideally, you, you just make one more book and whatever. In a digital world, I think it would be insane for us to say, well, I bought a song from Amazon and I want to stream it to my phone, but Sam wants to see, stream the same song, so Amazon has to duplicate the bits over. Right? But that is actually where the law got us to. Right. Right? Everyone so, is uploading their own digital locker yeah, music. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Digital lockers were a total mess. Yeah. Right. So if, if you uploaded your, your music library to Amazon Cloud Locker or whatever the hell it was called, you could only stream it on Amazon. You could only stream on Amazon, but I could only stream my songs. So if I uploaded, I don't know, Train in Vain by The Clash, and then you did it, there would be two copies on Amazon of that song. Right. Which is extraordinarily wasteful because it makes no sense. Right. Because you don't need two copies. I see. So then wouldn't it make sense to just stream it from some sort of, like, mothership? Single copy. Yeah. Right. Right. And so that is where it turns. Because now, if you want a thing and I want a thing, we don't need more things. Right. Can't you just you just pull it from the same thing? Sam's doing like a whole little dance from the corner. Or grabbing it from the cloud. And, <laughs> and I think that's the turn, right? That's yeah. the turn where, for music and for books and for whatever, that's where the stuff became a commodity. The content became a commodity. Because now what you're talking about is how well can you deliver that stuff to all of the people faster, better, through a cooler interface to let them see more stuff because our access is completely wide open. And I think the artists now are seeing that and they're saying, hold on, like our stuff, the art is not the commodity. You're the commodity because you're just distributing things. And I think that tension is forever. Yeah. Right. And I just don't, I don't think there's an answer, but I think it is the most fascinating thing that happens in all of technology. It's a total cycle, right? It's Steve Jobs saying, Hey, I know how to sell music on the internet. Have you seen this thing called the iPod? And then he had all the power for a minute. And then the label said, well, this is a commodity now. We don't want you to sell all of our songs for 99 cents. So we want variable pricing. And then they want the power back. And now Spotify showed up and said, we're going to do streaming. And YouTube showed up and said, we're going to do streaming. And Apple saying, we're going to do streaming. And they had the power for a minute. So they got all, everything they wanted. And now the artists are saying, hold on, that's a commodity. We want the power back. And that, I think, yin and yang is like the most fascinating thing that happened. Maybe that's why I wanted to be a copyright attorney. 
Unfortunately, Addy thinks everything I think is wrong. So here's what I here's what I want to <laughs> I do. I think you're overly I optimistic. Want, I want, <laughs> want Addy, Addy is the first no, person no. in the history of the Vergecast to call me o- overly optimistic. <laughs> Addy and I are going to host a podcast with you, yeah. where we're going to discuss the copyright implications of uh, Packers playoffs onside um, kicks. Oh, wreck! That and is a wreck right there. It's going to be. I'm 100 percent reading this ad right now. I don't know what that even means. Yes. <laughs> Shaving can be a pain. It can be uncomfortable. It can cause razor burn. Nicks, and on top of that, it can be outrageously expensive. That's why I don't shave. I don't. I just <laughs> haven't done says it. Says the guy with the five o'clock shadow. I've had this five o'clock shadow for like five years. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. But if I was going to shave, I'd use Harry's. It's about half the price of the other big branded blades, and they ship for free to your front doorstep. They're better, too. The first blades were made in Germany, uh, which just coincidentally is where Dieter was made. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they like... <laughs> They like them so much. Everything from Germany is quality. Uh, that Harry's oh just God. bought the entire factory there, which is coincidentally with Dieter's family. <laughs> Why pay thirty-two dollars for a pack of blades? It's half the price at Harry's, and with Harry's, you get a better shave that respects your skin, face, legs, and wallet, which is an incredible list. My skin and my face, and legs and wallet. Yeah, no more poor quality blades. No more pesky plexiglass cabinets to unlock either. The starter set is an amazing deal for $15. You get a razor, you get moisturizing shave cream, you get three razor blades. And with promo code VERGE, you can get $5 off for an amazing deal. So men, women, we all need razors that shave well and don't suck. I, again, do not shave. (laughs) But I consider it from time to time. And I think to myself, where can I get a fine German razor that will take the hair off my face with respect for my wallet? And that place is Harry's. You can tie in. It's shipped to your door. There's a high quality of shave. Uh, there's the great look and feel of the product. It makes great gifts for birthdays and anniversaries. So please go to harrys.com now, and Harry's will give you $5 off if you type in coupon code VERGE with your first purchase. That's harrys.com, coupon code VERGE, and you get $5 off, and you will start shaving better today. Our producer, John, uh, mentioned one other thing that I have in common with uh, Harry's. Inside. Like, we're, we're both just so sharp. <laughs> It's wow. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. Thank terrible. you, John. Thank you um, very much. All right. You're very kind. So, Goog, the big Goog. Goog. I almost <laughs> called Dieter Google. <laughs> so, Google. Listen, Google. Uh, well, no, there's uh, so the, 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 the loose ends to tie up on Google, and I think, Addy, this, this is a lot to do with you. Is like they're making a big push into VR. Yep. Um, they're making a big push with what? Uh, Spotlight Stories. Yeah, so they, there's basically. So you were there, you, yeah. Dieter so we wrote did, we the did world's a big biggest feature. Google feature. Yeah, yeah go um, tell us about it. But like, there's there's three things that they're like they talked about at I/O. There's cardboard. There's like the new things that they're doing there, and then the promise that we've got a huge team working on something massive. Uh, there's Project Tango, which is AR and like uh, what's it called, Addy? The a slam the. The uh, sil- situational location and mapping. Oh, yeah. So you know about? where you are in space at yeah. real time. Um, I, re- so I wrote that headline and it confused so many people. Slam dance. Yeah. 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 Um, and then there's um, there's the spotlight stories, which aren't which are technically not VR. They're right. uh, they're 360 degree video. Um, and then you like you have this promise both from the, the cardboard team and from Sundar Pichai that like, yeah, we're we've got plans for VR. So that's sort of the the groundwork and Eddie weren't there, but like, I know that you were like, you have lots of opinions, especially about cardboard. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm always torn between thinking that cardboard is actually a good idea and it's fun. And I love that people are trying VR and thinking that I really hate using my brain. <laughs> like I, I've watched music videos on it. It's fun, but I really just want to do stuff in VR. 
Right. And so it's yeah. always really frustrating to have to hold it up to my face, and then it's done in a second. Why don't they so, include straps? With, because they oh. don't want you to be able to use it for long enough that you'll get motion sick or turn your head fast enough. That's it. They don't. It, it's mostly wait, the turning your head fast thing. Android on. phones aren't good enough uh, to, uh, to let you turn. Uh-huh. Wait, how? No, it's like the QWERTY key. I mean, I don't think actually the QWERTY keyboard, but like the urban legend of the QWERTY keyboard that you had to right. make it slow. Right. So wait, you wouldn't what? Screw wait, up. so wait, but how is the Gear VR good then? The gear, is to it, say the Gear is VR it, isn't good. If you but were to no, whip your I, head I, around the Gear, the gear VR, VR. Well, the Gear VR, for one thing, only works with one phone where they can c- control all the software. Like right. That's why Carmack went, like, went on this amazing rant about middleware at like, uh, like last year or something. So they can make things work really well and make sure everything works. So right. that's why they don't include the straps is because they... There's a lag? Yeah, because think about how fast you can turn your head. Now hold your hands up and hold a thing to your face and think about how fast you can turn your whole torso. That is You I mean, can't turn as fast. So the things, personally, I do a think they're being a little overconscious. They're, they're being just a little bit overcautious because I genuinely don't think there's that much lag. Yeah. Like, I've tried other cardboardy headsets well, with so straps. Part of it, and like, they get, uh, the Google people got real... Haughty, uh, real unhappy when I kept saying this, but like, I feel like not putting a strap on it also makes it feel like more of an experiment. Like, it's made out of cardboard. It's not threatening. It's made out of cardboard. It's fun. It's weird. We're just trying stuff. Yeah. But like, stop trying stuff and start doing stuff. And so they insist that they're doing stuff, but what they're actually showing is cardboard, which is like inherently like seems like low stakes, low threatening. Yes. Now the flip side of that is they've got the you know the classroom kit, and they say you know well, look we've we've shipped a million of these things, so back up. Uh, we're cool. Um, but I just don't know, like we know, I think we know what Oculus is doing. I don't know if we know what Facebook is doing. We don't really know what Oculus is doing. Well, we know, we enough. don't know, their we in- know, we don't know we the know input about- thing that they're going to do, which is a really important part of what they're doing. We don't know how much it's going to cost really. Yeah. We don't know what they're going to do with gear VR next generation. Although it's going to be a big thing. Morpheus. Do we know anything? Not enough. I uh, feel like we kind. Of, I feel like Andrew kind of checked out the thing that Morpheus was gonna be, and it seemed maybe neat. And the move controllers are better. Right. But it's mostly. It's basically just content now for VR. When when them. do I get to say, okay, you guys, VR is, is here. This is this is VR now. It's not like, oh, you guys, VR is coming. It's and like, end of twenty sixteen for me. <sighs> That's when everything will be out. All right. Yeah. Okay. So they're so. Oculus is doing their input thing, which they have just sort of started talking about, right? Like they've been, they have, yeah. they've been talking about how they need to figure it out a lot, a lot. Yeah, I, and I think there are like very strong rumors now that it's going to be at E three. Although we've heard those before too, right? But isn't the so? Uh, my question is, and this is like the cardboard argument: is Oculus is going to be? You need like a three thousand dollar PC to run Oculus? No, you no need not a thousand dollar PC. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's only a thousand. I mean, I it was only a thousand. No. I mean, it's a little more than a thousand, but it's around there. Okay, so you need a thousand. I thought it was three. No, it's it's like a high mid range PC. I think I'm thinking of the GoPro rig I saw last week. That, that was two thousand. Maybe is right. Yeah, that's something else entirely. Oh, that's the, the yeah. There's two GoPro rigs though. Yeah, I'm thinking of the GoPro right, stuff. Right. Sorry, there was a lot of pricing around VR last week floating around. Um, <laughs> so Oculus, you need a thousand dollar PC um, for for the Rift though. They have the Gear VR too. That's their whole strategy is right. that it's differentiated. Well, or you need a Galaxy Gear, or uh, uh, not a Galaxy Gear, Galaxy, a Galaxy Note. Note. Or an S6, I think it works with. I think it'll work with an S6. I think there's a the version that's coming out for the yeah. S6 or something. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, you, but anyway, so you, need one, of, well, you need one of two phones. Android people are emailing us right now. Uh, what? Or are they? Yeah. <laughs> are they tweeting? Usually, this is when my my Twitter starts. Right. Up, when I get when I get something wrong with this. Anyway, my point is more broadly, 
you need some very specialized hardware across the board yeah. for Oculus to work. But Google's point is like you just need this cardboard box for and a phone. You just you have right. a phone in your pocket already. Yeah. Strap it in, you're good. Right. Is that not more powerful in some way, or I think is that so. still just like kind of garbage? I, well, that's the thing is that I really don't think it's about the technology anymore. I think it's about the, like what people are going to do with it, and I right. think that. They are, could, are in a good position to maybe show really compelling stuff, but maybe not. And a lot of the stuff I've seen so far that is for just vanilla mobile is really not super compelling to me. Right. It, it might be to other people. I know some of it is definitely, but a lot of it is not. The input thing is a real mess on cardboard. Yeah. Or at least the current yeah. one. Maybe not the new well, one. Do you know how the new one works? No. <laughs> it has a little lever and it has a conductive foam. So there's a little metal mesh on the outside and you push on it. And it pushes a lever, and then a tiny little foam metal mesh thing pushes on the screen, or pushes on the screen. I mean, I find that totally adorable. That's like, <laughs> it's like when those we got one here. We should have brought it down. We should have brought oh, it down. Yeah, no, I meant to bring them. That's like when the first gloves that worked with capacitive touchscreens. Yeah, and they were just had... like, "Here's a piece of tin foil. Yep, that's we'll exactly just glue it, it into the finger. Yep. All right, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Wait, so Dieter, so you saw that stuff, and yep. then you did a tap with Regina Dugan, who. Is yeah. kind of like a certified badass. Yeah. Well, I mean, like she calls our whole team badass pirates. Yeah. Um, like, so we sat, we, you know, she walked me through the ATAP's innovation model, which should be the most boring thing on planet Earth, yeah. but it's not. They're actually really cool. This is advanced technologies and projects at Google. Yeah. So the they, one thing they kept of Motorola. And right? they're, they're responsible for things like Project Aura. And yeah, so they, the Project Ara, Project Tango, uh, they announced a bunch of crazy other stu- things. They have, in fact, graduated actual projects like into google and like into real products but like what well so eight or tango's into google but it's not quite real but you can tango is the weird tablet the weird AR AR thing, yeah. yeah they've done some like uh man what was it they're, they're like there's like three other things but they won't talk about them because they're not like public right basically um but like the big question is like can ATAP make a thing that we'll all be buying and uh we're not quite there yet r is launching in puerto rico um and like they're just working on other stuff um but the stuff that they're working on is like legit cool and they're doing it from like we're, we promise we're trying to make this real product we're not just screwing around and so sometime in the next you know 12 to 18 months like basically we need to cash that check right right so i'm actually really curious are they gonna try to integrate tango into phones that then you could use with cardboard <sighs> yeah that's i think the plan um they um They've they've got a reference design that Qualcomm is making that has it built into just a phone now, um, and that's the long term goal. Is they want it to be as ubiquitous in phones as GPS is now, and but the the question there's a chicken and egg problem there. Like, it won't be ubiquitous until we all want it, but we won't want it till we know what we can do with it. But no one's going to bother making stuff to do with it until all of us have it. Plus, Isn't that kind of what NFC was. Yeah, except NFC is lame. <laughs> I don't know. No, NFC yeah. is the. I mean, like. It was until Apple did it. Well, exactly, right? And well, right. well, not only that, but like, there's only one use case for NFC that really matters, and we all know knew what it was. It was payments. I use my hand. I can't buy an iPhone because of my hand. Wait, what? My what? hand. I mean, NFC implant. Um, because it's locked. Apple's yeah. locks its stuff to payment, so I can't actually open anything on it, uh, and I certainly can't write or reprogram to it. Yeah. Addy, can you just explain uh, um, so exactly I have a, why? <laughs> I implanted an listening. NFC chip in my hand, and uh, so I can re- read and write to it with my phone. I can't remember what it does right now. I think it opens my Twitter account. Don't you also have a magnet in your finger? Yeah. Okay. So Addy's a cyborg. Confirmed. Um, so anyways, mm. yeah, that's the problem. That's what's really frustrating about Apple, and that's what I do like about Google is that it is willing to like do things that right. it doesn't know what to do with them because it lets other people do stuff. Right. 
even if that stuff is mostly incredibly specialized so you just, in Tom. You, you like open Twitter on your phone and then you hold your hand to the back of it and it unlocks your Twitter? No, I, I open, I mean, I can unlock my phone with it if I rewrite it, but no, I hold it to a phone, theoretically any phone with NFC in my mm-hmm. Twitter, it opens in like Chrome or whatever the default browser is. Oh, wild. Um, the problem is that I don't know why, but it like it's really finicky because I don't know where the sensor is. Like, I don't know where the NFC chip is on any phone. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's a bunch of like rubbing it all over things. <laughs> That's pretty wild. No. Um, I, I will say that uh, when I'm carrying around my iPhone with anything that has NFC on it, I'll randomly look down and Apple Pay will just be oh, there. Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. All the time. It's just like, do you want to pay this other phone? Like, no. <laughs> no, no, I, do no, not. I really don't want to do that. Um, wait, when did you get the NFC implant? This, I feel like we should have done a whole um, show on this. No, no, I wrote a piece on it. Um, it was before E3, so it would have been like June last year. Okay. I had it about a year. Wild. And you just, for fun? Yeah. Hmm. It was way easier than the magnet. <laughs> I feel like the magnet thing was like, it was really out there. Like people, you have one, Ben has one. Yeah. They've gotten a lot more common. Yeah. Do you uh, still use your magnet? Um, I mean, I, it's not like a use thing as much as I just feel stuff with it still. Do you really? Yeah. I'm feeling my, what I guess is my hard drive. I don't know right now. There's something over my enter key Uh-oh. and I can put, no, I'm not going to do it. It wouldn't be the hard drive. I can put my, SSD. yeah, no, I, I don't know what it is. Um, it might be like a speaker. There are magnet sensors in but there yeah. that, that put it. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm really glad I got it on my right hand. Right. Because I used to accidentally put it to sleep. My phone is the worst because it's got a sensor on the back that lets, that like has some kind of smart thing. And so I'm turning it off constantly if I oh, hold it in this. Oh, yeah. No, HTC has those smart covers. It's terrible. Yeah. Whoa. Robot problems. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the question I really want to ask Addy, and I think this is the most interesting question of this whole like time is there is there's definitely a divide between VR and AR, right? It's like, right, like Microsoft is doing HoloLens, but then Sony's doing Morpheus, and then Oculus is doing this, but yeah. then Google's doing Tango and Cardboard. And Glass. And <laughs> glass is dead. Like No way. Uh, no way. Do you know how many, like, I'm, okay, I'm it wasn't a lot. It was not a lot of emails, but I would say the amount of vitriol in the emails I got about why we didn't put Glass in our Google feature was like through the roof. There was and I was like, because it's nothing dead. To talk they about. refused they to did, mention They did nothing. Also, the title of our piece was Sundar's Google and Glasses Owned by Tony Fidel. Yeah. I'm, so, do, like, I'm holding out for Sundar, what do you of think glass? of Tony's project? Is like not a good question. I mean, I genuinely don't know how I would wear glass now because the like weirdness of wearing something that cost $1,500 on my face. Yeah, is like it feels like it'd just be like wearing a giant engagement ring. <laughs> <laughs> but, but glass is an AR. I mean, glass is just a display. Yeah, that's no, AR. It's a terrible AR. Yeah. How is it AR? What is um, it? Well, okay, AR? The, navigation, the idea that you can na- do navigation like turn by turn directions. I mean, you could never really do it because the battery would go dead. But it's like just 10 a heads minutes. up display. Well, yeah, but yeah, it's, a head up, it's a heads up display that it doesn't have to like touch your environment. It responds to your environment. Yeah. It responds to where you are. Air doesn't have to be mapped onto the physical like environment. Like, if it can look at a thing and, like, I'd translate like to think that you, I'm an then... AR purist. And <laughs> I think AR has to map to the environment instead of just being a display in front of it. But it is mapping well, to the environment. It's just not visually mapping to the environment. Right. Well, because it's, it's actually a map. Okay, fine. Look, do you you own, caught me in the map. Do you own loophole. the augmented reality oh, objects that you see? In your <laughs> do you own your eyeballs? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but anyways, Sam, divide, I own your body. Uh, there's a divide yes. between VR and AR. <laughs> No, I, whatever. I, what, let's leave glass aside. I think we can all agree that arguing about glass is a waste of time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but Seconded. I'm just saying, I think that split, I think there's a lot of desire to, to confuse AR and VR right at this moment. I right? think, it's like stuff you wear on your face and look at. I mean, Oculus really wants them to be the same thing. Lots of people want them to be the same thing. It's just that the technology is incredibly difficult. So I saw one demo at Tango that 
made me that like actually connected those two things together in a way that I'd never experienced before. Uh, and I don't know if this is, this means anything for the connection between AR and VR, but it was a VR experience. So I like, I wore literally the seven inch tablet as a VR thing, which was nuts. It was heavy and bulky and whatever. That was pretty great to watch. Yeah. God. Um, but it was, it did AR in the space. So it mapped the floor to the floor. It mapped like a tree to the middle of the room and I could walk around it physically. Um, but I was in VR. I could only see VR and then I could see little floating heads in VR, but they were mapped via AR to other actual people that were also wearing ridiculous headsets. Right. So I don't, I didn't know what to call it. Is it AR? Is it VR? I mean, those things like, like uh, there's a service called Altspace and the idea is it's virtual and you're wearing, you use motion controls in it and it checks, it tracks your head and you move through space with other people and you see them. Okay. So I feel like that's, well, it's, it's, it is a blurry distinction. Like, is there anything that responds to your environment or is it something that lets you see your environment and a thing and those things interact? I didn't see my environment at all, unless which is, I peeked out. Which the would make it side. VR, like right. by that definition, right? But it's weird. I just think that I, I th- the difference to me is like VR is it takes you to another place, another environment, and even that environment right. looks exactly like the one you're in, which is crazy. Like that's there's that's apparently the mind an explosion. amazing Stanford de- demo where it maps. It looks exactly like the room you're in, but a giant hole opens in the floor, and you have to walk, and you have to like step ah. there and fall through it, and it's really hard. I keep hearing about these demos where VR makes you not able to do things, and I keep wanting to. I've never tried one. I got to. I got to get more. Into no, VR. it's hard because you need like something with lots of spatial mapping. Nah. Right. Um, well, no, but there's, there's. But you're still in a different space, definitely. I was definitely reading the Oculus one where they're like, you stand on a ledge, and you they keep on insisting that you take a step off the ledge, and people won't do it. Yeah, no, it's it's generally known as the, like the pit demo. Huh. I've, I've done one. It was hard the first time. Really easier the second time because then you're like you didn't fall down. Yeah. Um, but I just think so. I think VR takes you to another place, but an AR is about like layering more useful information into your environment. Right. And I think it just feels like that's going to happen first. I mean, I think it's way easier to do stuff for with yeah, like right. HoloLens. I feel like I can see much more immediate applications, not like more things that would be cool with it, but more things I could imagine people being able to do. Right. Um, but the field of view sucks. Is Amazon echo augmented reality? If we're saying glass is augmented reality. Well, no, technically any computer, I guess, is augmented reality no. if it's... Why not? It augments your soundscape. Well, look, I, I mean, I guess every, like, my phone, my watch is augmented reality. Okay, maybe that's a stretch. But my computer is. <laughs> Anything that, like, vaguely can respond to things. Phones are augmented reality. Everything. Which, look, actually, that was what augmented reality was for a long time, which is why the term sucks so much now. Because it was like you opened your phone and you were like, I can see where a Wikipedia page is. Right. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of Wikipedia, augmented reality oh is a live, no, direct, no. or indirect view of a physical real-world environment whose elements are augmented or supplemented Sam, I just by computer typed that into Wikipedia. What? <laughs> like, I just put that there to win this argument. You're a troll. <laughs> That's my new response to all oh. Wikipedia arguments. I just, I just, I, did that, I just did that. That was, that me, was that, me. That put it in there. Yeah, right now. Wait, so why does the term suck? And then we got to read now. Okay, the term sucks it. because augmented reality was a really big deal when phones, were, like smartphones, were first there. Google Goggles was an augmented reality app, and the deal was that it would just pass through camera stuff. You always had to use a phone and stare mm-hmm. up, and the apps were just terrible. Right. Like there was a, you know, look at aliens, incredibly crude aliens, and they will shoot something and There's watch the, it. The Yelp thing. There was the, yeah, people would do Yelp ones. People would do like Wikipedia landmarks. Mm-hmm. Like Ingress is maybe the coolest example of that kind of AR. Hang on. If Ingress is the coolest example of anything, then you know you're a bad <laughs> I, I, look, wow. I thought Ingress had potential. 
Is Ingress that's, that's not fair? Ingress is Ingress is cool. popular? I feel like at once every couple months we get like an Ingress story. Can we tell listeners what Ingress is? Uh, Ingress is isn't it Ingress. Wait, go ahead. Daddy. I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's uh, an augmented reality. It's a phone game where there's like energy balls around you, and you have to walk real places to pick them up, and yeah. you walk to like real points and capture nodes. But there's teams. Yeah. Right? There's, okay. There's the. Yeah. Uh, what are they called? Okay. There's the enlightened and the something else. The idea is that there are smart aliens invading and you're either on the side of the aliens who want to like enlighten humanity and make it post-human or the humans yeah. who are dumb. And I don't know why anyone wants to be on their side. Uh, yeah. Who? No one picks that. It's a, it's, a, it's a really cool thing, and there's some people that were super into it. I have no idea how much no, it I, I really liked it. Now. It just killed the battery in my phone so much that it was not feasible right. at that time. And also, apparently, like there's weird stalking stuff. Like, if someone can match you to your Ingress name, they know where you are all the time, and they can find uh, you. That's busted. Wow. That's there's the cool. Enlightened, and then there's the Resistance. Okay. Yes. We're, we're deep. Okay. We're well, deep anyways, that's hole. Ingress. Ingress was the coolest example. So the point was that AR, it just, it turned it into, like, a thing you look at on your phone, or, like, an Ikea catalog where you look, and you st- look down, mm-hmm. and it's on your phone, and it's animated. Right. Like, it was just not fun. Right. Like, it, it was not futuristic but seeming. No. But that's what I mean. I think, like, HoloLens is probably the best it yeah, is the definitely. best thing that I've seen out of all this stuff. Oh, it's a, yeah, it's great. I mean, especially Glass was the same kind of disappointment, honestly. No, but Glass had the thing where, like, every, every time I wore Glass, people would straight up be like, can you see through clothes? Because they thought it was like that was... Wait, that, seriously? Every time. It was the number one question I got when I wore Glass. And it was like half a joke and half, I think, Wait, like... what was it? What was this? People would ask me if I could see through clothes. There was just without question. Half serious, half kind of like, I'm hoping you say yes. Like, just sleazy, just in general. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. across the board, men, women, whoever, uh, it was always, like, and because I think that the expected benefit of looking like that much of a nerd is that you can see naked people. No, it's Like, a, people just do the math in their head. They're like, what would it take for me to wear that on my face? And it's nudity. <laughs> man, the best was Transmetropolitan, where you could take pictures all the time. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, it's just creepy all around. But, I, anyway. Okay, ad read. Let's do it. It's time. Go in the ad zone. And the answer is nudity. Hold on. After this, WWDC, right? Yeah. Briefly. Yes. You know, podcasting is all about great stories. It is. This is we're into it now. Oh, you have to you have to be good. Okay. It is. That's what podcasting is. It's it's us just sitting around telling stories, talking over each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Addy telling just us about um talking over each other. Daddy telling right. us about talking over each other and reprogramming her NFC chip. Mm-hmm. That's podcasting. Stories. But telling great stories isn't just for podcasts. Oh. For businesses, connecting with your audience through content is a great way to drive traffic, brand loyalty, and return on investment. NewsCred is a full-service content marketing platform to help you manage your content efforts at speed and scale. Through NewsCred, you can license content from over 5,000 leading publishers, including Forbes, New York Times, Men's Fitness. You'll also be able to create custom original articles, infographics, photos, videos, and more. NewsCred maintains relationships with hundreds of award-winning journalists, photographers, and partners to help you accomplish all of your content marketing needs. You can manage your editorial calendars. You can handle your workflows. You can get through your approval process without annoying groups like legal with ease. You can manage your social publishing. You can even measure. You can measure anything you want. There's integrations with Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, and more. Everything you need to simplify and scale your marketing process across your organization is all there with NewsCred. And so the first time ever, you can fully understand your audience and generate marketing return on investment in a way that you never could before. 
So every business wants this. 64% of marketers say that producing enough content is their biggest challenge, so don't be one of them. Visit newscred.com slash verge to learn why companies like Pepsi, IBM Visa, and Johnson Johnson rely on newscred every day, and you can request a free trial. That's newscred.com slash verge, N-E-W-S-C-R-E-D dot com slash verge. I, I, I maintain a different voice. I'm going to start doing it totally, yeah. like a different register. So that when I'm back, you know I'm really back. So when the vocal fry is back, then we're actually podcasting. Is that the rule? <sighs> yes. I'm going to start to... What's the other one? What's the one where you go up? Up talk. Up talk. Up talk. Can you up talk and vocal fry? Ooh, I don't know. What's up talk? Uh, God uh, damn it. I can make this sound at you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're recording this on... We're recording this on June the 4th. <laughs> John's going to kill me. <laughs> on June the 8th. <laughs> hey. What if, we, what if we clapped into the microphone nope. right now? Nope. What okay. We, what if we whistled? So on Sunday. Uh, and Sunday, we're going to arrive. And then on Monday, the we're 8th. Gonna, we're going to be at WWDC. We're going to be so at Sunday, the Worldwide Dieter Developer Conference. Dieter and I are flying on Sunday. Yes. Uh, along with uh, uh, James Shelton if you're, and Wes Real. If you're in the air on mm-hmm. Sunday, know that you're in the air with me. <laughs> that, was, that was deep. It was. Yeah. We'll be in the air at the same time. So, uh, actually, I got a layover. <laughs> Technically, I'm, gonna, I'm in the air right now. I'm going to stop home for like a half an hour. Aren't you? I guess. Do you ever exist not in the air? What is anything? All right. WWDC. So, <laughs> the, big news was, the big news about WWDC is everybody was hoping for an Apple TV streaming service and a new Apple TV with a fancy remote and revamped interface that isn't horrible. And apparently, that's no, all the interface is horrible. No yes, way. Yes, yes, no. Is. Apple TV interface is hot. Bad. Hot garbage. Uh, whatever, continue. Uh-huh. This, this from the guy who thinks Spotify has a wonderful interface. I never said Spotify is wonderful. Uh, I said Spotify works. You know, I hung out with the guys from Spotify at Code. Oh, and, and did they we're punch buddies. you like, repeatedly? We had a good time together. Draw. We were hanging out. Went to parties together. It was fun. Uh, and that's like the whole time. I'm like, man, I hope you never listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, they did it because they hung out with you. <laughs> it was fun. I was just like, down there. Like, uh, they're like, oh, you have a podcast? I was like, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, Peter. Sorry. Go ahead. Anyway, continue, no. continue. So don't hold out hope for Apple TV on Monday. But yeah. and Apple definitely like leaked that to the Times, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And Recode confirmed it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so it sounds like it's going to be watch apps. Well, in iOS nine and OS watch apps. iOS 11. nine and yeah, OS whatever. Well, OS ten eleven. Uh, yeah, ten eleven. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so, but the thing about iOS nine that's interesting is apparently Apple's finally going to take on like predictive assistant stuff. They're going to take on Google now. Is the rumor. And then, of course, we are also assuming we'll see music. But, right. And hopefully. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, the music thing is we, we can go into that. Yeah. But, but, like, the, the big story leading up to it is Tim Cook, especially with, I don't know, about the predictive stuff. Like, Tim Cook, like, basically pretty publicly tried to lay a smackdown on Google Photos by saying, you know, the, the standard line of, you know, if you're not paying for it, then you're the customer and you can't trust Google with your photos. Yeah. He never said the word Google, but it was pretty obvious what he was talking about right um so i don't know what that means for apple's ability to make a assistant because the thing that makes google now work is that it creepily looks at everything that i do all the time well google now is enabled by the google ecosystem right right so you use gmail both at work and in your personal life yeah as do i you use google calendar use google search search a lot of people are going to start using google photos which appears to be incredible but i haven't tried yet i use google it. maps is a really google maps is the creepiest google now feature and is also kind of a major one right 
Yep. Like how long it will take to get to the place that Google has identified as your home. Yep. By <laughs> the way, as long as we're talking about pulling stuff out of Google+, Plus, uh, Google still, th- still thinks that the way that I want to share my location with people is via Google+. Plus. Nope. N-O-P-E, nope. I think Google Plus is just going to be the zombie Google product right. that eventually has no limbs and no features and no brain. No, it's it's just going to it's, so it's just, just follows your, you like, around. It's just where you're going to be to change your password for logging into Google. That's yeah. the point of Google Plus. Not even fun like Wave. Wave was fun. Yeah, right. I miss Wave. I've yeah. been thinking a lot about what I would use Wave now in the post Slack world. Remember Google yeah. Buzz? Huh? <laughs> I think we're done. I think that was the entirety of Patty our... just backhanded me with her NFC chip. That was the entirety of our WWC preview. <laughs> Addie's going to be on the show every week. Yes. Yes, and we're, I'm not going to talk, Addie. and the two of you are just going to talk, and it's going to be the best. That was amazing. Oh, oh boy. Um, uh, okay, so... Seriously, that was the best reaction to Sam I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, it's beautiful. No. Wow. So, okay, sorry. So, who knows if they Tim can Cook, pull it off. Cloud services is right. what you're saying. Yeah. Can Apple do... What Google did with like their stance uh, with their inability to track everything that I do and their stance on privacy, which is admirable. Yeah, yeah, but but uh, but here's no. But so the, the point I was making is like I don't use Apple Mail. Yeah, nope. but uh, I don't use Apple Maps. Is there, nope. is there really privacy at all? No, there's. Do you not. own your privacy? No, seriously, the NSA has everything. I don't want to hear any of these companies bullshit. Well, with no, 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 that's that's but, one. That's one. Uh, screw it. I don't care too far. Like, no, no, no. I'm not saying I don't care. It's like there are companies making promises to their customers that are saying, "Oh, we care about your data," but it's like you gave the NSA a backdoor to this, and you're lying to our faces. I don't think Apple mm. was ever accused of. I yes, they were. It yes, they were. Prison? It's it's every yeah, yeah. every single big tech company has been accused. But Apple Apple also took. I there think, was more. They had, today, they had the there? harder reaction than anybody else. Were there more Snowden documents today? I saw yes, an alert. Were, I just I, I have a very more. hard time believing that anything is really private. Well, but this mm. is the problem: is that it's privacy like, isn't what? like there are layers. Because honestly, I care less about the government having my information than about somebody leaking my address to GamerGate. Yeah. Right. Because. Honestly, the sure. NSA is probably much less likely to fucking murder me. The government oh, is also better at Twitter. They're much more polite <laughs> on Twitter. Um, just uh, saying, that's that's a problem. OS 10 is going to have a new fo- system font. No, guys. we're done. No, I mean like the photos <laughs> thing is real. Like the whole Google, their whole thing where they took photos out of Google Plus because that freaked people out. Yep. Yeah. To upload all of your photos to a social network, I think is real. Or like now this is a silo. Well, that's weird though because you know what the biggest uh, photo archive on the planet is in history? Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. And people don't give a crap. But about you don't upload all of your photos to Facebook. You Facebook is like a it. Fa- you know the thing about Facebook, like people worry about advertising on Facebook. It's like Facebook is advertising for yourself, right? Yeah. You curate like a very distinct. You're like, here are my photos. Like I had such a great time. You don't put up the photos on Facebook of like this was the bad selfie where I made a face. Like. You know, just don't do yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's yeah. that's the Facebook yeah. is for happiness and Twitter is for sadness. I mean, <laughs> that's actually really, yep. I thought about that way. Or anger. Um, I just, but I think like Apple doing predictive cloud stuff, like that only works to collate it all in one place if you're bought into all of their other services. Right. And I just don't, that's really hard. That's like a hard ask across anything. Yeah. I, I, I it's actually amazing that, really that Google managed to get as much of my like online life as it has. But that's because of your like, work. Right, but I so, think but if, like you, if we worked at a bigger right company now. or a different company that was all exchange driven, right. Google now yeah. would be basically useless for me. Yeah, it's only because all of my work is in a Google app that Google now is as useful as it is. Mm-hmm. Right, because it has my calendar. I'm telling you, Microsoft is coming. Like they just bought Wonderlist. They've they've got the best cal- best mobile calendar app, the best 
mobile to do app. I think like Wonderless is better on a phone than to doist or any do. Right. Which pains me to say I could talk about to do list for a long time if you guys wanted me I've to. Heard you. Do you want me to? Shut up. Right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's the new And they bought the best email phrase. app. You know, they bought a comply. So like they're coming. I'm gonna I'm I'm, I'm switching. No, I see that. Anyway, we're t- we're trying to talk about Apple. Dub, dub, so that's the problem is that nothing Apple is doing is more interesting to me than speculating about like I don't know like Windows Phone could happen. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Addy, wow. seriously, you're going to leave this Vergecast as the most popular person who's ever been on the Vergecast. <laughs> it's going to be using amazing. a MacBook. Like, look, I love Apple's products. They're just yeah. they don't have great events anymore. <laughs> no, they don't have great. I mean, that's true. And them not doing TV at this event and potentially not doing music because that yeah, actually they don't do music either. <sighs> Yeah, it's gonna be like because like the big the big stuff for both I think at least iOS nine and potentially iOS ten is gonna be like we're gonna fix a bunch of stuff because like it's it's a standard OS TikTok huge crazy new feature release uh, you know every two three years they go like you know we need to like chill no no out no, no, and no fix but they it. did that was iOS eight iOS seven was big crazy iOS eight was like fix a bunch of stuff OS ten yeah. whatever thing whatever location it was before was like add a bunch of features and then this one was like this changed the look of it but they changed they little, changed they, the look a little bit but they much. added continuity they did all this other stuff um i don't know i just like all the way that the rumors are looking right now the soft the most interesting software stuff will be apple watch apps that don't suck from third parties mm-hmm. um and uh I'm this dying predictive thing and then split yeah, split screen multitasking on an ipad if they actually do that i'll be pretty happy i don't think they're going to do split screen multitasking unless they put out a bigger ipad right that's that's going to be the feature that sells whatever next ipad right that's that's what i figured too which is why i am a crazy person what if they put out the big is there any rumors they're going to do a big ipad at this ipad pro i mean it's not for this event but there's rumors that it exists yeah i mean they're having for a while but they they picked up i want to say a couple of months ago but i don't think that anybody has been speculating it'll come the next week i know well we'll be there yeah i'm really hoping they do the music thing just yeah. because if they do the music thing, that means I probably get to talk to Jimmy Iovine, who's, like, my favorite. Yeah. Because he's a maniac. He's I like, am, like, genuinely curious what they'll do with Apple Watch with apps because I want to see how people think they're useful now. We, I mean, people have – I'm wearing one now. This one's dead. I'm still Lagerfelding one. Lagerfelding is uh, a term <laughs> I made up for when you wear an unactivated Apple Watch and it just shows you the deactivation yeah. screen. Because that's how Carl Lagerfeld wears his. We just Since hit. the uh, 01 update for the Apple Watch, uh, when they like reduced the heart rate reading, my battery life is good enough where like, I kind of want to have the option to leave the screen on all the time. Same. Battery's good. They really need to figure out a way to leave the screen on all the time. But yeah. if they add apps, they, uh, it's just nice. No, it's OLED. They can do the, like, the thing that Android Wear does. Just go to like a, a you know, hibernation mode or whatever mode that like, just shows just like basic black and white yeah. colors. I mean, they have the faces to do it. Yeah. Interesting. I, I just want to interrupt this and say that we have just hit 100,000 Instagram followers, like Whoa. to the T right now. Just happened. I've been refreshing it. it. Yeah, I have it right here. Party. Well, now you. If, just, only, if only we had party noises. Just Isn't that right, John Lagomarsino? <laughs> it, it just happened right now. Like, I was refreshing when it was 99999. <laughs> John is like moving towards the mic with great speed to <laughs> yell in my ear that we shouldn't do that. Okay, that's um, our show. We're going, we'll be at WWC next week. We'll be back in time to Vergecast, yes. I hope. Yeah. Um, I, might, I might not be at the Vergecast next week. I'm supposed to be at our product conference in Philly. Will you be here? You'll be here. Yeah, how come I don't get to go to the product, yeah. product conference? In we Philly? all get to go. Everybody go to Vax. We'll do some hacking. Um, that's how. <laughs> that's how we do things. That's how that works. <laughs> Wait, what am I supposed to do? Sam, engage. 
Okay, so if you're listening to this Vergecast, uh, that means you have just heard me say that we hit 100,000 followers on Instagram, but that is not enough. Uh, if you're listening to this Vergecast, you should follow us on Instagram because <laughs> we post all of our best photos um, from the site on Instagram or Instagram.com slash Verge. Uh, you should also hit us up on Periscope and Snapchat. On Snapchat, we're the real Verge. We're taking Snapchat to WWDC. It's going to be awesome. We continue doing Snapchat shows every day. We're growing and doing fun things there. You should definitely follow us. Um, and if you have feedback, please email me, samwithverge.com. I appreciate it, and I read everything. And on Periscope, I try and Periscope every day in the office. You get to see us working, uh, doing fun, cool, quirky things. We're bringing that to WWDC also. We are just at Verge on Periscope. And back to you, Eli. Periscope. The next beat. It's the future. It is. It really is. I could really, we should have Casey on the show to get deep on Periscope. I would love that. that I, I'm fascinated by it. Anyway, that's it. Those are some social networks. I want you to go to iTunes right now and leave us five stars. We are so, so close to a thousand five star reviews. Please go to there and then tell me, I don't know. Tell me why you're excited about WWC. That's what I want to know. Tell us and tell us what you own. Tell us. Yeah. Tell, <laughs> that's, that's it. Go to iTunes, leave us five stars and tell me what you own. I think that's a wild question. Also, then go to the bar and just fi- just walk up to random people and ask them what they own. <laughs> it really might not well. work well. And periscope it. And periscope it. That'd be wild. Anyway, go to iTunes. Get us to 1,005 stars. We're so close. Uh, we launched a new podcast, which is awesome, called Verge ESP, Verge Entertainment and Science Podcast, with Emily Yoshida and Liz Lopato, our entertainment editor, our science editor. Uh, it is really cool. You should listen to it. They're coming out every other week yeah. uh, while they establish a rhythm, and then hopefully we'll start going every week. The first episode was an interview with the show creators behind Halt and Catch Fire, which uh, is on Netflix now, and if you're not watching it, you're crazy because it's right. great, and then you're going to watch it, and you really ought to listen to this uh, this first episode of it because they're really nice guys. They're smart. Yeah, and we did the, the interview actually was in the main Vergecast feed, so you might have heard that, but yep. Vergesp is a big thing. We also have What's Tech with Chris Plant, which is just steaming along. Hugely popular. Super fun. Uh, you can find all that at iTunes.com slash The Verge. You can also find us on Twitter, where I encourage you to behave yourself for once in your goddamn life. Sam is Sam Sheffer. Dieter is Backlon. Yep. Addy is at the Dextriarchy. Yes. And I am reckless. That's a thing. I'd also like to thank NewsCred for sponsoring today's episode of The Vergecast. 64% of marketers say that producing enough content is their biggest challenge. NewsCred makes it easy. Visit newscred.com slash verge to learn why companies like Pepsi, IBM, Visa, and Johnson & Johnson rely on NewsCred every day and to request a free trial. That's N-E-W-S-C-R-E-D dot com slash verge. That was it. That was The Vergecast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Rock and roll. Bye. Bye. Bye.